When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is sit in friends in the morning. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, 77 WABC. A lot of people uh, raving about this show today. It's been great. It has been. Mark Levin and Dr. Iris Savetsky. So the story about Savetsky is quickly, because it pertains here to George Santos coming up momentarily. My daughter's friend, Rafi, got beat up on the Lower East Side because he's Jewish. That's all, just because he's Jewish. That was it. Some uh, asshole pummeled him, and I wish he would have come after me, but he won't. That's fine. So um, I put him on my Instagram page, which you can follow right now, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. Follow today with his GoFundMe uh, page. And I had, like, the thousands of people that uh, reached out, which was very nice. And one of those people on Friday was Congressman George Santos who gave uh, 10 chai, by the way, and put a heart up and was really very, very nice. But I wasn't sure if it was really him or not, so I reached out. Actually, Johnny Tobacco out on Staten Island, one of the Curtis Sliwa rebels, Mr. Newsmax, he reached out to me and said, uh, no, that's George. I'm friendly with George, and he ended up giving George my number, and George texted me, and I said, "Uh, George, if you wouldn't mind, come on on Monday. It's been a while, and we'll talk. And he said, sure. So here he is, Congressman George Santos on Sid and Friends in the Morning. George, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sid. How are you? Uh, top of the morning here from the swamp. Uh, and as I currently say, it is still currently 435 people deep. Uh, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good. You know, it's funny. The first time that we thought you won, and you didn't win that time around, me and Bernie had you on. And then when yeah. you did win, I'm not sure if it was me and Bernie or just me, but you know, you were a guy that kind of became a favorite of me and Bernie on this show, and we kept bringing you on when you won, or supposedly won, and you were uh, you were a um, you were a favorite of uh, of this morning show. You do remember that? I do. Look, I remember when I first met you in Eisenhower Park uh, on top of a box truck with at least what fifteen thousand people in the crowd. Uh, it was the first time I met you guys in person, and and then I remember coming on the show after the twenty twenty election. And, and and a lot has happened since, uh, but uh, I'm glad to be back. And and we can we can always talk about whatever topic you want to bring up. Uh, you know me, I won't run from tough questions. And uh, I'm glad I was also able to help out your daughter's friend. I hope he makes a speedy recovery. Uh, I like to make gifts in ten in in in, in multiples of Kai. So ten Kai in, in this case was uh, uh, the gift and. Uh, uh, I think it's it's just it's auspicious in a way for especially if we're dealing with somebody uh, who is Jewish. So uh, I'm I'm glad I could put a little bit of treasure uh, to help uh, your your daughter's friend. Well, you, did, you did a great job, and uh, I really I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. The Jewish people appreciate it. How'd you come across that? I, I don't imagine George. He spends a lot of time on my Instagram page. How'd you find out about that? So uh, I it was just a moment a momentarily pause of like chaos on Friday and I sat down and I'm waiting for to, to go on this zoom so 
I'm just scrolling through Instagram and I saw the the picture uh, and 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 the story, and then I said, you know, you can't. It's really hard to ignore a bloody face. So I said, Lou, what's this about? And then I start reading it, and I'm like, ah. And I'm trying to click on the link. I'm like, I hate Instagram sometimes because they don't let you put click. So I had to go through the tedious task of copying the whole test text, pasting it, then copying the link, putting it on a browser. But I wanted to get it done because my ADD self would have forgotten <laughs> if I didn't. So <laughs> I totally did it right on the spot. That was great. No, really, that was very, very nice here, George. Very, very, very nice. This is Congressman uh, George Santos here on Sitting Friends in the Morning. So uh, I was making an argument a couple of weeks ago for you, actually, because, um, you know, you Don't say you'll answer any <laughs> yeah, no, and I was, because, and it came from John Tobacco, too. He actually started the argument, and I just kind of moved it along, and he was right. You know, the whole, uh, let's let's expel George Santos, and uh, whatever you are, uh, they're accusing you of doing, and of course, you've got a case. We'll get to that just very, very shortly. But whatever they accuse you, I said, wait a second. Uh, you have people in Congress like Rashida Tlaib. You've got people in Congress like Elon Omar, people like AOC. You have these real anti-American, anti-Jewish Jew haters, anti-Semites that have no problem, no problem with people being murdered and babies being beheaded. Say what you want about George Santos, whatever you explain. He is, he's not an evil. These are evil, evil people. So I did make the argument, George, along with Johnny, that they should look to expel those people before you. And in the end, you did not get expelled. What are your thoughts on your other uh, members of Congress who I just spoke about and how did you feel after you found out that the expulsion didn't work? So I'll go to two prong here. First of all, I agree. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and that whole squad and band of anti-Semites, they got to go. But the best way to make them go is on a ballot box. We can't get – the people's house cannot engage in the business of we don't like you, we don't like your politics, piss off and go ahead and, and expel them because we'll set dangerous precedent. We'll, we'll head right into a banana republic. Just as much as I hate them, unless they have broken every ethical conduct and the ethics committee has found them guilty of, of, of such conduct or the DOJ has uh, prosecuted them and went, ahead and went ahead and found them guilty, it is not the people's biz- house business to expel and silence voters. As much as I disagree with them, I am not in that business, and I will not play that game. You want to censor them? Go ahead. Let's do it because it's reprehensible, the spew, the, the vitriol and the rhetoric that they're spewing. But to find out I wasn't going to get expelled and to see that there were 24 Republicans who call themselves constitutionalists and believe and believers of that and, uh, and defenders of the Constitution who decided to trample on my rights to due process, my rights to innocence until proven guilty – is absolutely abominable and abhorrent. And I, and I say this, and I say this, I don't say this lightly, Sid. I don't wish ill upon any of my colleagues as much as a lot of them wish ill on me. But the amount of misinformation out there and, and the amount of exaggerations and the amount of everything you can imagine that is factually challenged that I had to endure from my five-year-old niece who's autistic, be, kidnapped, uh, scenario being mocked of because they're believing what the mainstream media, New York Times is posting, was just something unbecoming of Congress. But, you know, I survived. I, I lived to fight another day, and I'm just going to keep doing my thing. I'm just going to keep fighting. Look, as much as you want to send me home, as much as these guys want to expel me, every time they try, I, I just seem to come out on the other side and want to fight harder 
for the people that sent me to D.C., and that's what I'm going to keep doing. And you have been from day one. I mean, you know, you, you never wavered. You never considered uh, stepping out. They were like, come on, George. And the truth is, as you know this, George, most of the folks, and some of these guys are my friends. I'll be very transparent. I'm friends with Anthony D'Esposito. I like the kid. Uh, but the truth is, those guys out on Long Island where you won, those are your biggest detractors. Is that disappointing? Uh, you know what, Sid? When they all wanted checks and they all wanted introductions to wealthy donors, they all came to me. Uh, it was so funny. Now it's, it's convenient for them to, to bulldoze me. Instead of focusing on the elections that they have tomorrow that are going to be tight, specifically in my district, North Hempstead Town Supervisors on the ballot. We cannot concede the North Town Hempstead Supervisor back to John Kamen. It would be a massive setback in, pro- in progress that we've done all across Long Island. But instead of focusing on that and getting people over the finish line, no, they're too busy trying to hammer me. Just because, here's the deal. And and with all due respect, Sid, we can you can be friends with whoever you want, and I will never hold that against you. But the problem that we have is that we have a GOP chairman who is more focused on revenge than on progress of his own party, and that is our chairman in Nassau. And I've said this openly. He needs to move on and get to doing the job that he has to do is to elect more conservative Republicans who are going to put America first, not just this brand of conservatism that is politically convenient for patronism and uh, all this nonsense back home. So, is it, by the way, George, is this Joe Cairo you're talking about? A hundred percent Joe Cairo. Yeah. Um, And I do know this, for what it's worth, again, for your detractors, I know this for a fact, and I'm going to give you credit again here. As far as I know, every time there's a vote on what America needs or what Israel needs, George Santos always votes with America and with Israel. Fact. A hundred percent. I look, Sid, you can talk you can talk all the smack you want about me all day long. I'm human. I've made stupid mistakes. I've said stupid things. And I've admitted to that on national television, on syndicated radios and and all over. And and it's stupid. It's stupid, stupid stuff. But one thing you can't take away from me. I am the most conservative Republican in the state of New York in Congress today. I have a 100 percent conservative America first agenda voting record, and I will always stand by Israel. I will never waver. I will not stop supporting Israel until we see that the Hamas is wiped off the face of Earth. There is no place for terror. There is no place for terror sympathy. There is no place to support the Jewish people's genocide in the Jewish people's promised land. I will fight that to tooth and nail until my last dying breath, because it's what I truly believe in, and I will never waver from it. This is never. A, no, I love it. Congressman George Santos. The next two questions you may not love, but that's fine. Uh, you, oh, you show both. Throw, Let's go. Let's start with, uh, just so you know, the, the most viewed social media posts I've ever gotten, over 4 million, was you're on with me. And it was a couple oh, of years yeah. ago. Volleyball scholarship. I get it. I get it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yes, the volleyball scholarship. It. You made me, even the guy from uh, Barstool Sports was retweeting it, where you said, yeah, the volleyball champ, Baruch, and all this stuff, and the volleyball scholarship. Was that one of the things that was silly? Was that true? What was that one? Uh, look, here's the deal. Baruch was champions the year that I was talking about. I was just not playing for them. Uh, it Fair was enough. stupid. Okay. Look, Sid, Sid, here's what I'll say. Um, I, I've, I've said some stupid things out of insecurity, a lot of it, uh, quite frankly, <laughs> to appease Joe Cairo, who is a big sports analogy no, no, but, but, guy. But, hold on a but, but saying stupid things, George, in all fairness, okay, saying stupid things and doing stuff that's illegal. For example, 
You've been charged with fraud, wire fraud, false statements, falsification of records, aggravated identity theft, credit card fraud. They said you actually stole people's identities, conspiracy. That's not saying silly stuff. That's that's oh, no, committing no, crimes. Absolutely. So, so absolutely. have you ever considered? Have you ever considered taking a plea for that stuff that's still out there? Or are you going to fight that tooth and nail to the very end? I'm going to fight that tooth and nail to the very end to defend my name and clear up my name. And I have no doubt in my mind that at the end I will come on the other side victorious because I will be able to prove I was given a raw deal and that I did not defraud donors. I did not do any of the things I'm being accused of. Look, the reality is very simple. Um, Campaigns are complicated. Campaigns are run with layers and layers of people. And the last person touching money, credit cards, checks and and bank i'm not i wasn't even a signer at a bank account i mean we can go on and on but you hire people for that there's layers and layers of people but i'm getting dealt a raw deal and i'm i'm guilty of everything eric adams team just recently was discovered for creating a, a massive amount of fraud and straw donations guess who was indicted everyone but eric adams but George Santos gets indicted. It's, it's just it's just very interesting to watch that Eric Adams' entire finance operation just got indicted for straw donations and illicit activity, defrauding the taxpayers of New York City during his campaign for mayor. And Eric Adams is oblivious to the fact. Well, you, it's, it's very frustrating because when I say I did not know of any of this, I am being indicted. Eric Adams says, oh, I didn't know. The mayor is beyond reproach, and he would never condone such a thing. No, I hear what you're saying. It's, 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 it would be frustrating, but just because Eric Adams is not getting indicted, George, you know I like you, by the way, just because he's not getting indicted doesn't mean that you're innocent. I mean, the one thing has nothing no, to do I'm with the saying, other. I'm not saying that. I'm going to defend my innocence. Look, it's, it's the DOJ's burden, and it's the government's burden to go and prove that you are guilty. And, you know, they have their work cut out for them, and I have my work cut out for me defending myself and proving that they're wrong. And, and I, I hold steadfast that I will be able to be successful at the end of this. When is, uh, when is the court date? When is the next time you're going to be in court? Uh, trial starts uh, September 9 next year. Uh, we have a status conference coming up uh, December 11. And the, the, uh, are, are there, is there anybody in that, in that group, that caucus, those guys that are in and around you that, that actually are, are siding with you, that are saying, hey, George, is innocent to this? Because I, I don't hear a lot of that. Is, and that's got to be frustrating as well. It kind of seems like you're fighting this on your own. Is there anybody out there that says, hey, George is getting a raw deal? Any of your, your buddies in politics? I'll say this. Look, plenty of folks reached out after I went on the floor and defended myself from from Anthony Gisazito, Nick Lalota, and Mike Lawler, I got text messages from colleagues in the conference telling me, why didn't you tell me to come speak? I would have spoken on your behalf. And my answer to everybody is simple. This is my fight. You do not need to be dragged into this. This is a media frenzy nightmare. You will get a raw deal from just even coming in, in within proximity and and that's how i fight i fight my own battle Sid. look as bad as they are as good as they are i'll fight my own battle and i do have support i do have members who constantly say 
dude, you are getting a raw deal. I, I've, I've heard that so many times. I couldn't give you a number of how many members have said it to me. But I have great working relationships in Washington, D.C. with my colleagues. And you know what? I'll say this. I'm probably one of the few Republicans from New York who has no problems talking to everybody across the spectrum of the Republican conference. I will talk to Tony Gonzalez about immigration, and at the same, and at the same breath, I'll talk to Brian Fitzpatrick about salt, and I'll talk to a, a member of the, the more uh, uh, conservative wing of the party. I have no problem hanging out with Freedom Caucus. You know why? At the end of the day, these are all Republicans. These are all conservatives. I'm not that Republican that will turn around and say, oh, no, he's too extreme for me. Oh, he's too liberal for me. That's all nonsense. That's Michigan. That gets us nowhere. We're <laughs> folding right into the hand yeah. of the goddamn Democrats when we do that stuff. Just like what happened to Jim Jordan. That's a great example. Well, I agree um, with you there. The Democrats I, won. Yep. The Democrats won that no, one. I agree. Look, I, I happen to like uh, the guy who's there now. I'm okay with Johnson. He's fine. But uh, no one's going to convince me that Jim Jordan wasn't the right guy at the time. And by the way, I also like Kevin McCarthy. But, so have you found, George, that since their attempt to expel you failed, that um, some of the, uh, I guess, pressure, some of the hate directed towards you has calmed just a bit? Or is it? Pretty much still the same. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, it's going to get worse. I mean, Sid, here's a reality. These guys said that they wouldn't stop, that this was just the first attempt. So, And then coupled with the Democrats, whenever they want to keep going. So, look, the reality is it's never going to stop. I've, I've made peace that with my time and my journey in Congress, it is not going to be an easy ride. It will be a bumpy one. And I just have to accept it and move on. And, and but what if what I could prove and... to you, what if I said to you, George, I appreciate you sticking with it and uh, your intestinal fortitude is uh, inspiring and all that. But what if I said to you, I can prove to you, I can prove to you that by you staying in the race, you are hurting the Republican Party. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying what if the uh, hypothetical, what if I said to you, I could prove you staying in the race is hurting the Republican Party. Would you leave then? Here's the deal. Um, me, are you talking about me running for re-election or are you talking about me staying in my seat? Two, two different things. Stay, well, uh, clearly staying and then running for re-election afterwards, kind of both, okay. right? All right. I'll put it this way. Do you know what hurts the Republican Party when three members from New York go up there and say Lee Zeldin for speaker? Lovely Zeldin. Thinks he, I think he should have been governor. Would have voted for him for speaker if he was a real contender. But that hurts the Republican Party. Do you know what else hurts the Republican Party? Members of our party calling cons the conservative flag of our party extremists. That hurts our party far more than I hurt of the party. Quite frankly, anybody allowing me to be an election day issue is weak on policy and has nothing better to offer the people. So then obviously they have to run for policy, politics instead of policy. So if you're a Republican and you're running for re-election and they're saying George Santos and you were closed, then that means you have no good policy. You have no good record. Your voting record is garbage. And that means you didn't do your job. Because if you're going to allow Democrats to make me the single-handed issue that's going to stop you from proving your worst and your policy wins, to your voters, then you are a bad elected official and you have no business staying in elected office. That's my answer to each and every single Republican that complains about a billboard. Oh, there's a billboard of me and George Santos. <laughs> Guess what? Lauren Boebert went through the same thing. She survived. Marjorie Taylor Greene went through the same thing. She survived. Matt Gates, they, he survived. Paul Gosar, Andy Biggs. I can go on and on. These are all good conservatives who put on good work. You know why they survived? Because they don't kowtow 
to the nonsense of the Democrat Party. They are great at singling us out. They are great at dividing us because Republicans in New York, they live in abject fear of what the Democrats are going to say about them instead of living and standing stern and firm on the policies and on the work they do to deliver a better quality of life for the for the American people here in New York. So that's my answer to you. That's a good answer. I do not hurt anybody. Okay, so final 30 seconds, George Santos. You maintain you are innocent of all these charges. You will be cleared. You're going to stay there. You're going to run again. And this is basically just, uh, at this point, a witch hunt, basically. Uh, Look, I would call it it what it is. I think it's very simple. Look at what they're doing to Donald Trump, the former president of the United States, the top political opponent of the current president of the United States is in a courthouse here, in a courthouse in Colorado, in a courthouse in Georgia, courthouse in Minnesota. What is becoming of our country? So I say the same thing that I've always said. I will prove my innocence. I will fight to the end to prove my innocence. I am not guilty of the stuff that I'm being accused of, and I look forward to proving that to the American people. My man, thank you very much for the uh, very kind donation to Rappi. That was really, really sweet. Thank you for having this conversation. He's doing well, by the way. He's doing well. He is, yes. So the doctor, Ira Savetsky, fixed his nose. So thank you for having this conversation. And stay in touch, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Sid. Thank you so much for having me Uh, back on the show. You got it. And God bless. God bless you, too. Stay well. That's George Santos, Congressman George Santos. Made a pretty impassioned plea.